therapy, more like there's some pee. I pissed my pants, and now I'm at the nurse's office again. (laughs) 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 Thanks, man. As I was saying that, I was like, if he doesn't laugh, this is going to (laughs) be rough. This is going to be really tough to say if he does not laugh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hello and welcome. To another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of T Swizzle's favorite football podcast. That's no right. No way. I'm joined once again by my illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? Good. Phenomenal. Yeah, nice. T Swizzle? Who? Yeah, T Swizzle. Uh, Taylor Swift. AKA. Oh. Tay Tay. I wasn't sure if I had. As I, as I was saying it, I wasn't sure if I had said Taylor Swift before, so I figured I'd switch it up just in case. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you have. I think okay. I think you're good on Taylor Swift. Nice. I was really trying to do. I feel like I almost never do females, so I'm trying to be more inclusive. Inclusive, yeah. yeah. Inclu- because this podcast is for not, the underrepresented. Yeah, underrepresented white women that sing pop music. Yeah, unrepresented in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We want all people to listen to this podcast. It's not just white dudes in their basement. Um. Hiding from their wives. Up. Oh. Absolutely unbelievable. That is unprofessional on my part. I don't even know if you can if you can even yes, hear that on the absolutely mic. Absolutely 100%. you can. Uh yeah, I had the football the Monday night football game going. It was buffering forever, so I figured it wasn't on and then it, now it was and that was loud. Now we have to restart. No, no. I don't think so. Because if we restart, we're never gonna start again. Um, talk about um talk a little bit about how fantasy went this week. Okay. I'd yes. love to hear that from you. Yeah. Okay. So no, I'll give you my piece. No, yeah, I would actually that's very good that you bring this up. So uh before we get into this, this is the average Joe football show, if you didn't know. Mm. This is uh a show where we talk about football among other things. We like to start off with a little banter. I like to start off me talking to my producer, the best producer in the game, honestly. If you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, Joe brought it. He brought the hammer down on that episode. It was honestly I'm just gonna say it, the best episode ever. Our best episode. Yep. You know, maybe not even our, but maybe the best. Yeah. Ever. The best ever. Podcast ever. Yeah. I don't think it's too early to say that. No. Well, no. I don't. I think that we've we've allowed it to sit for a week. Yeah. And honestly, if you haven't heard it, it's too late. And I think it's it's been aging like fine wine. Yeah. 100%. But like, you should have been in on it a week ago. Yeah. Like, it's not cool if you're in on it now. Like, you should go and listen to it. Yeah. But it's not cool now. Like, you're not it's cool. It's totally last to week's it. episode, so. Yeah. Like, you're just going to be, I don't know. Like, we really do want you to listen to it, but just know that you you kind of missed the boat on it. Yeah. Like, you're coming Because now everybody's like, already listened to it. Yeah. Now you're kind of like, you're kind of like the person who buys Tim's now. Yeah. Or like, silly bands now. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit. That's a stretch. Yeah. But, like, buying... Timberlands now, or even Bluntstones. Okay, I wear. Tim- I would say I, wear, I bought Timberlands this past week, actually. <laughs> you remember that? But those, okay. But those are those are nice shoes. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the the orange Timberland boots. Okay, we're all wore some this last weekend as well. So. Okay. I didn't well, buy them this weekend. Now you bought them like what seven years ago? I actually did. I've worn them maybe four times. Uh, anyways, this wasn't supposed to become a roast on me. So what? I bought Timberlands, okay? Did you also buy Blundstones? Yes, I have Blundstones. 
You do? Yeah, steel toes. Well, for work. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyways, we talk about football. We're going to bring in our co-host, Mike. It's like dad hats. I you're wearing a dad hat right now. It's because that's the only thing I can wear. Yeah, so don't and afford. You thought you were gonna get away with no, no, that? No, no, don't get on me now. Yeah, no. Don't get on me you now. Thought you were gonna get away with because saying I dad wear hats. dad you're hats. You're wearing a dad hat. I have to. I'm wearing... I have no choice. I have okay. high ears. So then don't don't. I have do a short. That. I have high ears and the top of my head is short. You have high high ears and a short. Skull. You ever seen Mr. Crocker from Fairly Odd Parents? I'm like the opposite of him. <laughs> my ears are basically on my forehead. And he hates. No, I guess he hates. Fairies. Yeah, I know. And you're. You know what I mean? And he's obsessed with fairies, and you honestly are indifferent. You yeah, couldn't care. I, if yeah. they existed, you wouldn't like it's, care less. Honestly, I just don't have time for fairies. Exactly. You just you can't make time for them. Yeah. You're very much the opposite of him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're gonna talk football. We're gonna we're gonna recap week. Ten. You ever think about the fact that why the heck, like, Timmy Turner definitely failed school? He got so many F's. Did he? F. Yeah, because. Oh, because that. Crocker always a jerk. F for fairies, you know? Oh, yeah, for fairies. There's no way he passed school. I just feel like they should have gotten a principal or, like, a, you know. Yeah, somebody else Somebody, somebody in there, because I think there was something. Like, it was more than just his yeah. schoolwork at that yeah. point. Yeah. It was personal. Oh, there was a personal vendetta between a teacher and yes, a student. Yes, that's bullying. Yeah, you can't do that. That's against the rules. Yeah. That would never fly. No. No. That's why that show could never be made in 2021. Honestly, you can't say anything anymore. And two, honestly, not enough representation in that show either. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't need to go. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, fantasy football this week. I was playing you. You beat me, I think, the first week of the season. Uh, and then things changed a lot. So, um, why don't I just, I'm going to pull up fantasy. Sure. I also bet quite a bit of money on the Rams tonight and they're losing. So that's not good. But, um, Joe and I were playing each other in fantasy and I'm doing pretty well in this league. Joe, uh, I would say he's doing the opposite of well. You started off pretty hot and you don't even look at your lineup anymore is all. So this week... I didn't even have a great week. I scored 118 points. That's not phenomenal. But then we look at Joe's team and, uh, well, listen up. He's got uh, Robert. Well, sorry. Robert Woods is hurt. So he's got uh, Matt Gay tonight. Uh, He's got 17 points on the week. So um, projected to get 28. So Nice, dude. Yeah, 28. I love it. Let's look at Joe's lineup. For those of you that know football, look at his starting quarterbacks, Justin Fields. Got him zero points because he literally didn't play this week. He was on bye. Ben Roethlisberger, zero points because he had COVID. Uh, Chase Edmonds, he was hurt. That's zero points. Uh, Sony Michelle, zero points. Well, I guess he's playing tonight, so he could get more points. But there's your top four. That's your t- two quarterbacks and two running backs. A collective zero points. Uh, okay, what? Well, maybe it gets better. Maybe we go over to the receivers. Calvin Ridley, who is taking a mental health break from football right now. Uh, that's zero points. Why don't we go over to? Okay, it's got to get better at some point. Robert Woods. Uh, no, he's well, he's out for the season. That's another zero points. Um, oh, here we go. Dallas Goddard, four point eight points. There you go. Dude, that's, that's that's a good play. Goddard. Goddard. AJ Green. Okay, maybe things are starting to look up. One point four points. Okay. Um. Hey, the Buffalo Bills defense scored you eleven points. That's a good play, man. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a good play. I and Matt that. Matt Gay. He's going to need to make up some ground tonight. He's going to need to score 
101 point. That's not impossible. <laughs> well, I would say it. Probably. It's never been done. <laughs> it's never, but it's safe. not impossible. Well, I think that he would have to score like a hundred field goals. So, like, a, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you said you were going to defend yourself. Um, oh, why I never said I was going to defend myself. Are you going to give your side of the story? How come you don't even? I don't know. Give it a look over. I don't care. <laughs> That's why. Okay, but just like I don't know, just common courtesy. Like we're all trying to be competitive. You know. Yeah, but I don't have the time. <laughs> I honestly, I don't have time. You're not as busy as you say you are. What? There's no way. You want to know my schedule? You want to know my <laughs> weekly schedule? No, but I just, All I right. mean, well, then don't it ask. doesn't take much time. Not much time. Right? No, I would. It's just that <laughs> I don't want to. I'm yeah. just not into it. Yeah. I don't want to look at the news and see what the player's playing this week. And you don't have to. Hurt. It almost does it for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Fine, I don't remember, okay? <laughs> is that is, what you wanted to hear? This, I don't remember to do week, it. This week, I was playing you. And usually, I remind you to set your lineup, and I'm kind of helpful for you. But I was playing against you this week. And, and you like, said nothing. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to see. I'm going to let this one play out. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I have 12 points. Yeah. 17, 17, maybe. actually. And uh, you have 112. Yeah. I just figured I'd see how, you know, let it play out. See how it would go. You're... This is unfair. No, it's not. It, 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 it's unfair. <laughs> it's not because unfair. you are being a bad friend. What's unfair is me helping you every week. I don't do that to anybody else. In you're the being league. a bad friend. No, I'm not. I've yeah. helped you a lot. Hundred percent. You're being a bad friend. No, the fact that I've let you in the league without even paying your way, it means I'm a good friend. That also reminds me, I have not paid you yet for this. <laughs> yeah, you haven't. No, I don't think you're gonna. I well, why would I? Yeah, that's fair. This is my podcast as well. Yeah. I okay. pay for it. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So I don't know. Just maybe next week, just try to just I don't know. Even if you, even if you don't set your whole lineup, maybe just have w- one of your top four players. <laughs> oh playing. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just try it. Like you had Tom Brady on the bench this weekend, and he scored thirteen points. Yeah, he scored almost nothing. So that was actually a good play if you didn't have two quarterbacks that did not play this week. Nice. Yeah. 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 Both right? of them didn't. Do I still have Russell Wilson? Yeah, I think he's on your IR still. Is he hurt? He played bad as well. So, yeah, you know, and maybe you knew what you were doing, but not. Yeah, I kind of figured he would play bad this week, so I didn't <laughs> want to. I didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to put him in and all of a sudden him just do bad. You wanted to just take and embarrass Automatic himself. zero. Yeah. yeah you were, didn't want him to go into the negatives. Yeah, no, I doubt it could be bad. Wasn't worth the risk. How can people go into negatives anyways? If you have a really bad game, you like fumble the ball. Really? Yeah. Yep. I don't want that. At no, all. yeah, I know you don't. So you just you avoided it all together. I'll stick. I'll yeah. I'll stick to my guns. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I wish you. Wouldn't. It's not too late for me. I think I can still come back. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I, eventually. I How mean, many well, weeks is it left? Uh, in fantasy, I think there's like four. Oh, dude! I could win it. I could come back I, in the next four games. You could. I mean, okay. Let me check the standings here. Um, you are a whopping. Um, right now, so you lost that that loss hasn't counted yet. So you're uh in dead last. Um, you're you're gonna be two and eight now. <laughs> I think you started the season two and zero. Oh. oh no, sorry, you're on a f- six game losing streak. 
<laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it is. You want to know? I got uh, the longest streak so far. I think I'm not gonna fist bump you. Fist bump you for that. Is that? I'm not gonna, you know what oh. your you know what your playoff percentage is right now? Mm, Twenty. Zero. Oh, nice. <laughs> you can't. You literally can't make the playoffs. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> it's just what the statistics. Oh, I guess show. it's about overall points too. Shoot. Yeah, it's also about record. You're way behind. It's not that. It's not even actually fair. <laughs> what do you mean it's not fair? You didn't. Well, because I'm. I'm tr- Busting my balls you, over here. Did trying. you say you're trying? Yeah. You're not trying. And we just discussed n- that you weren't no trying. No respect. You we just discussed that you weren't trying. Well, you didn't set your lineup. Early on I thought you were into it. Yeah. 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 Are then you, I had a kid. What am I supposed it's to fun do? It's fun to have you around in the fantasy. It's fun to be at the draft with you doing the draft. So I would hate to kick you out next next no. year. And I'll be there next year. Yeah. I'm just saying. I won't be in the draft. I won't be in the fantasy. I'll do the whole thing. I'll be part of the uh, the uh, the draft, I guess. But I'm You're not me you want to be... draft a team, but you don't want to be in the league. No, I mean I'll be the guy who's like, like this one is Joel. Well, the the app already says that. Yeah, yeah. We don't need you to tell who's doing it. Yeah. You can be there if you want. Nice. Also, Remind you, me, I have a really funny idea for, for how we should do it next year. Okay. Really good. That's, I guess, yeah. We'll discuss that off, off yeah. the pod. Just let me, just remind me. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk no, about? No, I'm running out of things to say, and I'm just, I'm literally just stalling. Yeah. Anytime I ask you if you got anything else, that means that I've run out. Yeah. I'm dry. Yeah. yeah. I've run out of things to say. Yeah. So that's... Bring Mike on, yeah, and uh, get the real show Hopefully started. Hopefully, he brings it a little bit harder than you did in fantasy. <sighs> oh no, in the intro was fine. I thought you did okay. It was uh, let, let's here. Let's let's grade it. How Joe's up? Oh, sorry, you are unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, still doing better than you. I just dropped my ring on the floor. That was loud. Um, but I'm gonna give you a B minus for that intro. B minus. Yeah, B minus. Thought there was room for improvement, but I thought you did okay. I thought you did all right. B minus. Um, yeah, tune in next week to see if Joe can improve on that performance. Um, I'm going to give myself. No, you can't. No. Yeah, I'll give myself an A. And you can't grade. I thought I did pretty well. You can't grade yourself. Yeah, I thought I'll give myself an A. B it plus. It is my podcast after all. What? B plus. You give me a B plus? Yeah. What would you give yourself? A plus. Absolutely not. Why not? You don't deserve it. You don't deserve an A plus. A minus. A mi- no. I told you, you have a B minus. B minus is pretty good for you. All right. Yeah. I'll I would take say it. your overall grade, like I've been grading you kind of behind the scenes. Overall grade, like through seventy five episodes. You're at sort of you're at a C plus average right now. C plus. Yeah. You gotta really you, you know, I think you started off kinda low. You've gotten better though, I think. The first one's kinda brought your average down. So I think you you have room for improvement. I was now I wasn't even in the first twelve episodes. Yeah, exactly. That's it, that that's so you can't, uh, you didn't even get graded. You had an F for those. So you got a lot of ground to make up. You're actually doing pretty well if you think about it. I want way. Mike to come in now. Okay. Well, Joe, it's been a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, you guys are still here, um, and hopefully, you'll still be here on the other side when we're talking football with our boy Mike. Well, last week we made it through 
uh, half of the 2021 NFL season. So that means we're now in the back half of the 2021 NFL season. Uh, what a first half it's been, and what a what a start to the second half of the NFL season. Um, a week full of, honestly, a ton of blowouts. A ton of blowouts uh, and some interesting games mixed in. Uh, some teams getting right uh, after failing uh, super hard last week. But I'm going to bring in uh, Mike into the po- podcast. And he's a little different this week because he's wearing some pit vipers. So you know he's going to be bringing it this week. How you t- How's it going, Mike? You know, Joe... I put on the Pit Vipers today. By the way, I just want to shout out to everybody out there listening. Love to hear it. Um, but I put the Pit Vipers on because I'm blocking out all the haters from uh, from all the wrong picks I made this week. Again, another week of like <laughs> five, seven, and one. Um, just currently riding such a hot streak with uh, with the end of the week or end of the episode pickums. So, yeah, I just don't. I don't want to hear about it. You know, I am a sports analyst. I am one of the best, and I just suck at pickums. You know. So just just don't even don't want to talk about it, yeah. Joe. Very very good. He's blocking out the haters. I love it. I wish I wish this was a visual uh, medium so people could see you you sitting there with your your Patriots beanie with the with the little pom pom on the top and then your pit vipers. It's quite a look. It looks really good, Joe. We might have uh, to, you know. I think I'm gonna text a picture. I'm gonna take a picture. And you can uh, you can post it on the Instagram whenever you do the Wednesday post. Perfect. Yes, one hundred percent. Do it up. I love it. Make sure you guys check on Wednesday on our Instagram story. You're gonna see how how Mike looked for this week's episode. It is phenomenal. But speaking of phenomenal, uh, this week in the NFL season, it was phenomenal, just like all the weeks, really. Uh, maybe not as as phenomenal as some other weeks, but. There were certainly some good games mixed in. I'm sure you had a good time this weekend. We're going to recap all the games from Week 10, some a little more than others, and then we're going to get into our biggest winners and losers from Week 10, and then our picks for Week 11. But before we do that, uh, some news dropped. A couple big pieces of news dropped right before, or sorry, right after, the day after uh, last week's episode, so we didn't get a chance um, to talk about it. But first up, why don't we talk about Cam Newton signing a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers, Mike. Uh, I know you're a big Cam Newton uh, supporter, and I, I really like Cam Newton as well. He's he's a player that I've really enjoyed watching throughout his career. What was your immediate reaction to seeing that he uh, signed a one-year deal to return to the Carolina Panthers? To be honest, Joe, if I say my actual immediate reaction, uh, JT might have to bleep out the entire phrase. <laughs> um, so I'll give like a PG version of it. I was just jumping up and down for joy. Just, you know, not saying any rated R uh, curse words or any of that. But let me tell you, Joe, I was hyped. You know, seeing Cam go back to where he started his career um, really got me going. I think, honestly, like I get so much hate around here for saying that I still think Cam Newton's a top 15 potentially like top 12 quarterback in the league. I still think he's got a lot left in the tank. I think he can still perform at a high level. A lot of people don't understand. He was given one of the worst starting teams last year, even though it was Patriots and it was a Bill Belichick team. Half their defense sat out due to COVID regulations, COVID related issues, whatever. And the offense, they had a bunch of new pieces, a bunch of pieces that had left. They had basically next to nothing, and they had no idea what they were doing. And so Cam Newton was still able to win um, seven games 
which is probably more than Tom Brady would have done. Just saying. All right. We're just saying it's overreaction Monday. Um, So (laughs) I am a big Cam supporter and I'm overly hyped to see him back. And I, I read and I heard he is taking first team snaps and practice this week. He is going to be the starter is what they're saying this upcoming week. That's right. And he did play in this past week's uh, game a little bit. We won't talk too much about that. We'll talk about that later when we get to recapping the games. But I was also really excited. I didn't believe it at first. They were talking about, oh, Cam Newton's meeting with the Panthers. I was like, there's no way he's going to sign with the Panthers. That's too crazy. And then all of a sudden, just a few minutes later, he had signed with the Panthers. I thought that was uh, – it's really cool. And uh, and uh, we'll talk about how he did in the game later. But uh, I thought it was a really cool comeback for him. Um, and, you know, the Panthers, to me, this is the perfect signing for them for, for many different reasons. Obviously, you bring back – the greatest, honestly, I'm going to say the greatest player in your franchise history. Absolutely, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a Panther that's been more important to the Carolina Panthers franchise than Cam Newton has been. He's been an MVP. Uh, he brought you you to a Super Bowl, a 15 and one record, which a lot of people forget that season that they went to the Super Bowl. That team was unstoppable. And if you think about it, they didn't even have that many good weapons. Like he had like. Ted Ginn basically has his number one receiver. Uh, So Cam Newton was unbelievable that season. But one reason I I love it for the Panthers is because this is a perfect way for them to be like, uh, who's Sam Darnold? We we don't, we don't know what Sam, who, who, like we didn't, we didn't trade a second round pick and a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick for Sam Darnold. Don't 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 remember that. Look at this shiny new thing we brought back. It's the perfect way to distract Panthers fans from the fact that you traded three picks and then picked up the fifth year option worth eighteen million dollars for Sam Darnold. So to me, it's it's perfect because you bring back a franchise great and you also just sweep under the rug the horrible mistake you made by bringing in Sam Darnold. Joe, I saw something. The Panthers are now paying for Cam Newton's replacement. They're not paying for the replacement to Cam Newton's replacement. (laughs) And on top of that, they are now paying Cam Newton to replace Cam Newton's replacement's replacement. (laughs) So if you can understand that, they are paying essentially for three QBs only to get the one back that started this whole thing. (laughs) This, it's just hilarious that they are right back where they started. They went out, they signed Teddy Bridgewater a couple years back. They got rid of him. They bring in Sam Darnold, only to end up right back with Cam Newton. They could have saved themselves so much trouble if they would have just stayed with Cam Newton. That's hilarious. Uh, but, to, no, it's it's good to have Cam Newton back in Carolina. Uh, it just works. It just fits. That's where he's supposed to be. Uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe he plays good. I hope he plays good. I honestly hope he – Who do play he, next he ra- ra- uh, I, oh, Who is it? It's the, it's the Washington it football team. Oh, Joe. Old Ron, Ron Rivera. Rivera. Yeah, Ron Rivera next week. Big-time matchup. That will likely be Cam Newton's first start. I hope he rattles off some games. They do play the Dolphins, I believe, in two or three weeks. So hopefully he sucks then, but um, I'm rooting for Cam Newton, and I think it would be so interesting to see if all of a sudden he plays really well on the stretch. Do they bring him back and like just dude? I hope sign they make to an extension. Yeah, I hope they make a playoff run, even if it's one game. Get to the playoffs. Get a get him get him an extension. I think the NFL needs Cam Newton. I love it. I love that you're all in on Cam Newton. Uh, I like Cam Newton. Maybe not quite as much as you, but 
I like that. But speaking of players that could potentially be over their uh, be over the hill, could be past their prime, but you know maybe could still contribute. Another player uh, who uh, would have been dominating at the same time Cam Newton was. Odell Beckham Jr. He was actually released this past or a couple weeks ago now by the Cleveland Browns. He asked for his release. Never got things going there in Cleveland. Him and Baker could never get on the same page. So he his release is granted, and he actually signs with a little bit of bit of a surprising move with the Los Angeles Rams. Mike, I'm curious to know what your immediate reaction was to to the Odell Beckham to the Rams news. Joe, once again, if I say my immediate reaction, I, it'll get bleeped. So we'll go back to the PG <laughs> version. I jumped up and instead of for joy, I said some R-rated words in the opposite <laughs> direction. Um, not because I'm not an Odell fan. I love Odell, but I was seeing Odell potentially to the Packers, to the Patriots, Odell to, uh, there's there multiple other teams. And there's a lot of teams that he would have been a good fit for. And I think it would have worked out perfect. But he hops on the... <sighs> Los Angeles Rams, a team that doesn't need him, which I guess now Robert Woods, most people probably know already, tore his ACL the day Odell got there. He's already starting drama, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Odell jumps on a winning team that's potentially going to the playoffs. So I was very disappointed in that because he could have been a number one somewhere else and actually done something to win a ring. And now he's just going to kind of cruise along, potentially get a ring for doing nothing, kind of like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. So... Or Le'Veon Bell tried to, but Antonio Brown did. So yeah, oh, yeah. that's kind of what my thoughts are on that one. So you you don't think that he'll he'll be a contributor on this on this Rams team? I I think he will be more now that they lost Woods. Um, uh, initially I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but now I believe he might do more than at first what I thought. But I still think that this was specifically. A move to win a win a ring, win a ring, which of course everyone wants to do. Well, I would rather put in all my work and effort and come up just short than to do absolutely nothing and then get a <laughs> ring. And yeah, fair enough. That's a take. That's a take that people have. Uh, I've always been on the school of you know, you know, uh, people complain that people are ring chasers, uh, and my argument is that's the whole point of sports is to win. So you know, why not go the best place to win a championship? That makes um, sense. That's that's kind of, that's kind of been my argument, but I I do see because one thing that I despise about the NBA and I don't want to see the NFL turn to this is that all the players that become available go to the same three teams. Uh, you know, in the NBA, it's right now it's the Nets, the Lakers, and like in like the I don't know the Bucks. It's basically uh, the same three teams. And it's just it's no sorry the Clippers the Bucks not so much but the Clippers basically and all the, the big Warriors teams. if you want yeah Warriors and the if Warriors, you want yeah. they used to they used to yeah they used to be up there I don't I that's one thing I absolutely despise and I really love about the NFL is that smaller market teams do succeed like Green Bay in the middle of nowhere uh, you know one of the smallest markets in the NFL has one of the greatest success stories uh, in, and that's something that I love about the NFL and I don't want to see the NFL develop into that. Um, so I don't want that to happen a lot, but you know, in this case, I thought it was fun, uh, to see him go there. And, you know, I, I, I think it's fun to track this, this super team that the Rams are building. Um, if they can, if they can do it right now, they're getting smoked on Monday night football, which is fantastic because I bet money on them, but, um, they are down 21 to seven at the half as we record this. So their super team's not working out great, but I do think, uh, you know, for Odell 
probably if he's go if he's trying to win, I think it's a good spot. I think if he yeah. wanted to con- contribute to a winner, Green Bay would have been a better spot for sure. I think I him in Green Bay, that's where I wanted him to go. I wanted him to go to Green Bay because I thought that would be fun. That would be a good spot for him. But I love this signing for Los Angeles, and it's for a couple reasons. Odell's a good player. I still think Odell can play. I still think he's got some left in the tank. If you watch him in Cleveland, he was still getting open. He still looked, you know, he's still fast. He can still uh, run routes. But the one biggest reason why I love it is because they brought in a guy that they basically stole from one of their biggest competitors in the NFC. So they don't really need him. That's probably right. And now with Robert Woods hurt, they need him more. But at the at the time, they didn't need him. But why not bring him in? Why not bring him in and steal him away from the uh, from the Packers? You just stole a player that would have made the Packers better, and you made yourself better. To me, that's such a good move by the by the Rams. No, Joe and I agree. Like I like you said, I I can see both sides of the argument. Um, and yeah, no, uh, I I read somewhere like if, if you ever want to get Odell for a discount price, now's the time to do it. Where he's on his low, um, and who knows, he could all of a sudden turn into. Cooper Cup 2.0, you know, be out there just balling them to have the most lethal receiving core in the NFL, which don't be wrong, would be actually really fun to watch because I was an Odell fan when he was with New York. I wanted him to succeed in Cleveland. Um, Yeah, but we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out for sure. And as, as you said, uh, he has two catches for 18 yards in this game and they only have seven points on the board. Not going to win a lot of games in the NFL with only seven points. They got to get their offense going in the second half because the Niners are kind of embarrassing them. After they already lost yeah. last week, it's kind of getting to the point where they can't can't be falling behind to uh, some of these teams. 100%. The Rams need to pick it up, uh, and they need to win me my money. But speaking of picking it up, why don't we pick it up into uh, recapping this week's games. Uh, it was a game. Is a week full of blowouts, honestly. Teams getting blown yeah. out left and right. They were all over the place. And Mike, why don't you choose wh- where we're gonna start? Do you want to start with one of the blowouts, or where do where do you want to start uh, as far as games go from Week Ten? Well, Joe, as both of our teams had quite the fun games, and you've you've really had to witness your team struggle all year. Let's let's let you take the floor on Game One, and then we'll go to me for Game Two. Okay. Well, listen. Since since we're since you're letting me start, and you talked about my team, and there hasn't been much to cheer for for the Dolphins. And since this game happened, you know, uh, by the time you listen to this almost a week ago, why don't we talk about my Dolphins and, and, and them finally, you know, putting something together. They won two in a row now. And honestly, I'm just going to say it, man. The Dolphins are, we're Super Bowl bound, baby. I mean, come on. Like, I love it. It stopped underestimating us. We just beat one of the best teams in the AFC. Wasn't even close. Uh, obviously I'm kidding, but this was one of the most oh. surprising outcomes, uh, of the week. I don't know. Di- I don't know if you watched this game or, or if you, if you caught any highlights of it, but what was, what was your reaction just overall to, to, to the dolphins in this game? I was more angry than anything because I told you, I told like four coworkers dolphins are winning this football game and I chose the freaking <laughs> Ravens and I knew you they did. were going to lose. I chose the Ravens and I remember talking to you. I was like, dolphins are winning this game. Their defense, Joe. Their defense is playing like they did last year. I don't know if you saw Brian Flores sitting there with the plays. You know, he was telling. Yeah, I don't know. Man. He hadn't been doing it all season. You know, he, was, he was directing everything. And those Dolphins, they came. They were hunting. And let me tell you, Lamar and the Ravens had no answer. They only put up, what was it? What was this final score? 
Uh, I think it was 22 to 22-10. Oh, what even was it? 22-10. They only put up they only put up three points in my book because the touchdown they got near the end of the game was purely yeah. based off garbage refs, uh, terrible pa- roughing the passer calls, which I absolutely hate, but whatever. Oh, yeah. The roughing the passer, I mean, there was a couple calls this, this week that were just brutal. I mean, that that thing needs to be fixed, that and the yep. taunting calls. But anyway, speaking of the Dolphins game, yes, the defense was so encouraging to watch in this game. This was the defense. This is what the defense looked like many weeks at a time uh, during the 2020 uh, NFL season. And you saw Brian Flores calling plays. He hadn't been calling plays all season long. Uh, and why the heck hadn't he been calling plays all season long? He is, I honestly don't think he's a very good head coach, but he's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. We all know that. He can call plays. He can call a defense. And, man, did he ever kill Lamar Jackson in this game. Like, Lamar Jackson... He looked like on every, they blitzed him almost on every play, and every play it looked like he had never seen a blitz in his entire life. He had no idea what was hitting him. They had guys coming from all angles. They had Javon Holland, uh, Brandon Jones, and keep an eye on Javon Holland. I know not a lot of people have heard about this guy. He's going to be a star in this league. I promise you. He was their, their second-round pick this last year. He has been a beast all season long. Uh, he is going to be so, so good in the years to come. And he was so good in this game. He had a sack. He had a couple other big plays. Uh, their defense just showed up so big. Uh, and and we got to talk a little bit about how Brian Flores, you know, we, we're complimenting him, but he butchered this quarterback situation. Whatever the heck happened in this game, I mean, as an outsider, Mike, what like what 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 do you have to say about about what the heck's going on here with the quarterback situation in Miami? Like, at what point do you say we pick Tua to be our starter, and then like, you know, Joe, I actually missed the very like early part of the game. I I watched uh, Jacoby play for a little while, and then Tua came back. Did Tua get hurt in the game, or was he hurt? P- prior to the game and then they brought him Tua, in so okay Tua did not start the game okay Tua yep. apparent apparently was not healthy enough to play but was healthy enough to be the backup I heard so what I saw was yeah I saw something like that and I I, I think the week before or they were saying during the game it was like a pinky injury on his non-throwing hand I yeah. could be wrong but I was like you're telling me Baker Mayfield's playing with a torn labrum or whatever in his shoulder and you can't play because of a pinky and I'm not saying it's Tua's fault I think the Dolphins are doing a poor job handling everything when it comes to Tua, and they're making him look as terrible as possible for whatever reason. I don't know, and yeah, I can't, I cannot, Joe. I'm not even a Dolphins fan, and it's it's such a piss off to me. It is so you're ruining and, his career. Oh yeah, and I and I don't know who to blame. Like, is that Tua? You know, I I to me it looked like Tua wants to play in this game, and that was the rumors going around that Tua wants to play, and Brian Flores didn't put him out there, and it's like, what are you doing? We have like. All that's left to do this season is to evaluate Tua. Like what I, uh, the the rest of the season the season's over. This team's not going to the playoffs. So why why is he not playing on on an injured finger? I mean, like, come on, what are we doing? You talk about Baker Mayfield playing with a torn labrum, and like, I just come on, let's let's put him out there, let's play. And he came in and he played he played all right. He didn't play he amazing. Played okay. The offense sucked in this game. Uh, but it was it was a fun game to watch, which I haven't had in a long time. There hasn't been many fun games this season at all. Not really any to watch the Dolphins play in this year. So, but this game was fun, especially especially. I don't know if you saw Robert Hunt, the Dolphins' offensive guard, 
uh, oh, catch yeah. that screen, catch the screen pass, immediately run up field like, yep, this is what I was supposed to do. And he runs it like 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 12 yards into the end zone, gets flipped up and like dies in the end zone. That was incredible. I mean, I knew all along as soon as he caught that, I was like, he he's oh, ineligible. Yeah. He's not yep. he, he's not allowed to do this. But he did not care. He was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. And the NFL should have just said, hey, you know what? That was so awesome. We'll just give him seven points for that. Yeah. Joe, you know, like when I watched it too, I was like, I for my first reaction I was like, how dumb are linemen? Like you see multiple occasions of this. <laughs> yeah. They'll catch it and they'll just take off. And I'm like, are they that dumb? Like they don't know it's illegal touching or illegal man downfield or whatever rule. But yeah. then you think like they never get to really touch the ball. So when even if they know it's wrong, just send it. And you know what? I was like, let's go. And then when he flipped upside down, I was like, that's my guy. <laughs> Give him the points anyway. That was the moment he had been waiting for. That was phenomenal. But this was, was the amazing. moment I had been waiting for for the Dolphins. I thought it was a fun performance. I and enjoyed listen, it. Maybe the Dolphins can get something going. They have a lot of easy matchups coming out. They play the Jets twice. They play the New York Giants. They play the Carolina Panthers. They got a lot of easy matchups coming up. And, and then again. Listen, not, nobody, if you're a bad team, there are no easy games. The Dolphins could very well still be a very bad team, but hopefully they can get some wins going so the Eagles don't have a top three pick uh, off of their pick that they got from the Dolphins. But moving on, why don't we move on to – actually, you, you're going to choose. Which game do you want to move on from, uh, Joe, from this game? We already know where we're going. Let me stand up All for right. this. He's standing up for this one. All right. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so you want down. so you wanted to talk about uh, let me, you wanted to talk about the, the Chiefs, the Eagles the Kansas, and Broncos. The, the can oh that one too actually. Yeah, my honestly <laughs> was going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what an okay. amazing performance. We will get to that game. No. Mac Jones is the next eight-time Super Bowl champion for the New England Patriots. Eight you heard time. it. You heard it here first. We are dethroning Mr. Tom Brady, all right? Sick and tired of hearing the name. Don't want to hear about it. He couldn't <laughs> even beat the Washington football team, so get out of town. All right? We got Mac Attack Jones in the backfield. All right? He's throwing lasers and just absolutely <laughs> obliterated the Browns. I've heard it all season long. Patriots haven't beat a good team. They beat the Texans, the Jets, Mike White, no disrespect. All right? <laughs> but we finally put it together. Mac Jones absolutely electrifying in this game, Joe. 19 for 23, three touchdowns, 198 yards, and looked amazing. All right, Ramondre Stevenson, 100 yards, two touchdowns, bullied, bullied the Browns all game long. All right, receiving, Hunter Henry, two touchdowns, Kendrick Bourne, looked like a... Um, he, okay, he caught a few passes, didn't look great, but whatever. Anyway, still had a good game. <laughs> Defense, I would say top three defense in the NFL right now. Absolutely okay. dominant. The pass rush, it's there. The run stopping. I mean, we held the Browns, I don't know, under, what was the rushing? Let's see, 99 yards, so under 100 yards. This rushing team, or this team had been one of the best rushing teams in the NFL, if not the best. Held them to 99 yards. I mean, I could not be happier right now. You know, we were one and three or one and four to start the season. All right, six and four. All right, where, where are the haters at now? We're going to the Super Bowl. And everyone doubted me. We're coming. All right. <laughs> yeah, man, your super your your preseason Super Bowl picks not looking too bad right now. That the, the 
he's getting so hyped up. I wish so oh. much that this was this was not just an audio medium because Mike is getting fired up. But it was it was I'm worth getting it. fired up. A forty-five to seven shellacking of the right, Cleveland Joe. Browns. That is the very definition of the word shellacking. Mac Jones looked good. That guy was firing lasers all over the field. Um, they finally let him, well, they let him cut it loose a little bit, but honestly, when I think the biggest thing for Mac Jones is he reminds me a lot of what Tom, and I'm not comparing the two yet. I know you want to get crazy with, with your comparisons already, but he's better already, um, Joe. He's better already. He's going to win, win MVP. You're talking about that a couple weeks ago. Um, but, uh, he reminds me very much of an early Tom Brady where it's like the defense on the Patriots, really good. They have a phenomenal run game. Their offensive line is coming into their own. They're looking better than they did at the beginning of the season. And Mac Jones just has to do enough. And he's done more than enough the past few weeks. Uh, he's looked really good. He had a couple throws in this game. I mean, they were ropes, like frozen ropes, beautiful throws uh, by Macquarie Jones. Um, and just, and then, you know, a really, really good game. Uh, all around for the Patriots. The Patriots are really coming into their own. And um, as far as the Browns go, I mean, this was a holy smokes. I mean, you couldn't have drawn up a more disappointing loss. Baker Mayfield, he's not right, man. Something's wrong with him. He, I, I mean, I know what's wrong with him. He's hurt. He's got a torn labrum, like we talked about. They, I don't know you, and you talked about this weeks ago. They maybe need to shut that guy down. I mean, he's just not right at all. Uh, so the Browns look disappointing. Uh, but a good game, a really, really good game for the Patriots. Yeah, and Joe, like you said, uh, I don't know if you watched much of this game or any of it at all, but he actually did get hurt late in the third or fourth quarter knee injury. They said later on in the broadcast it's not as bad as you, you would think because um, he, he couldn't even get off the field. Like They had to help him off the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, our first initial thoughts were tore, some kind of tore knee ligament. It looked bad. And uh, so, yeah. Shut Baker down. If he's the future of this team, and this is for the reason why, he's already going to have to have shoulder surgery after the season's over. It's been known. Think about it. He tears an ACL, tears an MCL. That's another recovery he's got to go through. Like, Do you expect him to just come back hot as can be from that? Like, No, that's that's a lot of off-season rehabbing. Shut him down. Get him right. You're, I mean, putting up seven points even with Baker and no Odell, um, embarrassing. Like, receivers weren't getting open at all. The defense held them in check. The run game looked good on the first drive. They looked like they were just going to go down there and score on every possession with the run game. But after the first drive, Patriots switched it up and just, yeah, it was, it was over. They couldn't run the ball, couldn't throw the ball. And it was just a mess. It was just a mess for the Browns. So I say shut Baker down. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I do wonder how much of Baker going out there and playing is just him really wanting to play play because he's on a contract year. He wants to get that contract. Um, he hasn't signed the contract that Josh Allen has gotten, you know, guys like that from that same draft class. Uh, Lamar, Jack, Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to sign a, a, a big contract like that at some point. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder if maybe ba- Baker Mayfield might not ever get that contract. And maybe... I tweeted, I, I tweeted during the game, kind of a joke, but kind of, you know, something to think about. I said, Aaron Rodgers is going to look really good in a Cleveland Browns uniform next year. Um, yeah, you know, Joe. And, sorry, go ahead. I kind of cut you off. No, you know, you go, you go for it. Yeah, you know, and what really sucks is, you know, it could happen. You know, Aaron Rodgers, there's been rumors he, he's, he could go anywhere. And I think the Browns in that division 
are, are the only team that uh, he could really go to. I mean, the Steelers are looking for a quarterback, but their team is kind of, you know, you never know with the Steelers, even though they somehow have five wins this season. But one thing is, I think the only reason Baker is still playing is because Ravens lost, Steelers tied, and now, uh, and you know, um, Cincinnati was on a bye. So they're still in, you know, in that division. They still have a chance to win the division. And I think it's coaching and management saying like, look, we have a chance. Baker, you get to go. Of course, he's not going to say no. Um, and so they're just going to keep letting him play. And I'm telling you, he's going to turn into RG3. He's going to get hurt again. I have a feeling. And it's just going to be bad. It's going to be downhill. Everything's just going to fall apart from there for Baker Mayfield. And it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I, I, I've always been a big Baker Mayfield supporter. And uh, I'm very curious to see what happens to him and what happens to the Browns in the future. Uh, and real quick, unless you got anything else you want to say on this game, I'm so happy the Patriots finally found a, a quarterback. It's been so long since they had a franchise quarterback. I was getting so worried for them and their fans. They've been going through so much. Uh, just hadn't had a quarterback for so long. So I'm so happy for you guys that you finally found your franchise quarterback. You know, Joe, I was telling my coworkers, you know, as a Patriots fan, it's been real hard as of late, you know, with Tom leaving, just leaving us behind. We've really struggled struggled for the last, I don't know, seventeen months. Yeah. Really hard to watch oh, football. Man. I mean I don't know how I don't know how you do it's it. It's a shame. I don't know how it's, you do it. Joe, you know, we aren't all blessed like you and some other fans who just get to watch just amazing competitive football year in and year out. You know, we really <laughs> had a hard season last year. But I am so thankful yeah. that Mac just fell in our hands. You know, came to 15, and he's showing the league that, look, he's showing, he's trying to prove that, you know, just like Josh Rosen said, I think a year or two ago, there were so and so many mistakes before me, but Mac Jones is actually <laughs> living up to it. All right. He's looking at him like a laser eye to eye. <laughs> Very good. I'm sad now. Uh, why don't we move on to the next game? Uh, we've talked about the new Tom Brady. Why don't we talk about the old Tom Brady? Uh, and he took an L this week, a surprise L against the Washington football team. Um, the, the Washington football team walked away with a victory. I don't have the score written down. I thought I had it written down, but apparently 29-19. 29-19. Uh, what the heck happened in this game, Mike? You know, Joe, I believe it was almost midway through the second quarter. Brady was like three for eight for like 30 yards and one or two interceptions. I will say, Joe... Modern day stats pissed me off because Brady threw a you know a little dump pass and uh, the receiver caught it, took a step or two, gets hit in the gut, and that ball just launches up in the air, gets picked <laughs> off. I mean, I think that's a fumble, even though it got thrown 15 feet in the air. I still think oh, that's yeah. a fumble, and they called it a pick. Brady had two picks at this point. At, you know, I think it's one, but you know, whatever. That's another yeah. discussion. Anyway, Brady struggled all day. Something about that defense said, look. You know, we're going to bring some pressure. Brady was removed, trying to move around, couldn't get anywhere. You know, Brady's a bit old. We know that. Um, so, yeah, uh, the defense of Washington really stepped up, put him in a big hole. I believe at one point it was 16-3, to three, which I want to say like 6-3 to three already was already the biggest lead Washington's ever had this season. So that's a bit embarrassing. But, you know, they were <laughs> playing hard. Taylor Heineke had a good day. Um, goes 26 for 32, 256 yards and a touchdown. Um, be at Brady and that often struggled. And when they tried to make a comeback at the end, it just came up a little short and Washington had a great drive at the end of the game, picked up a lot of key first downs on third down, end up sealing it with a, with a touchdown. And you could just see that team. Ron Rivera said it in the locker room. Like this was, this was a big win. Um, Washington that, of course yeah. only has to 
I think like three wins on the season. But you never know. Funnier things have happened. One thing I will say, T's and P's, um, thoughts and prayers out to uh, Chase Young. Tore yes. ACL. He's out for the season. Sucks. You know, he wasn't having a great season. That uh, It wasn't having the season he wanted to have, but still an amazing player. And, you know, he's a dumb for the season, so it sucks to see. So hoping him a speedy recovery. Yeah, that's that's tough, Chase Young. He was my he was my defensive player of the year pick to start off the season, and it, disappointing season for that whole Washington team. But definitely very disappointing to lose Chase Young, even though you had such a big win to to have that loss. That really sucks. Uh, but you talked about that that one drive at the end, and I just thought this was insane. Okay, this drive, so that to close out the Patriots, there were when this drive started in the fourth quarter, there were almost eleven minutes on the clock. When this drive started, they went down the field, 19 plays, 80 yards. There was six seconds when the when the sorry the the Buccaneers got the ball back. This drive was over 10 minutes of game time. That is insane. That is the the longest drive by far of this season. I didn't even know you could even do that. Like, how can you even? take up that much time that was ridiculous and they capped it off with a touchdown that was an incredible drive and I just want to say one more thing um, Taylor Heineke every time he sees the Tampa Bay Buccaneers it's like a bull seeing the color red he just goes ham he's like okay all right and see you know that you know that uh I don't know if you've ever seen that meme of that guy playing video games and then all of a sudden he he's playing normally and then he sits up in his chair or whatever he like leans over that's Taylor Heineke every time he plays the Buccaneers yep Yep, I, I thought you were gonna go a different route. I thought you were gonna go with the the guy who's playing, you know, just normal regular. All of a sudden, turns into a sweat and just gets like, ain't even breathing. He's just sitting there banging his keyboard, going so hard in the yard. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, yeah, yeah no. that's Taylor Heineke against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played uh, pretty well. But why don't we move on to some of the other games? Uh, why don't we start with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs? They're back, Mike. Are they back? Uh, all right, Joe, as a hater I am, I need to take off the shades to to give to someone else to block out my hater aid. There we go. Well, we'll do one <laughs> of these. Give them to me. Yeah. Thank you very no. much. Anyway, Joe, I would say the Chiefs got their mojo back. I, you know, and of course they are leading the division. Um, but two, I think it was two, three weeks ago, they played the Giants. Barely beat the Giants. Last week, barely beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Um, this week, if you look two weeks ago, I was counting this game as a definite loss, but Raiders have lost two of their first round picks of this or last year's last year's first round picks, um, due to a lot of off field stuff. And so the chiefs, it's, it's weird. It seems like every week there's something and it just gives the chiefs an advantage, hoping and praying that doesn't happen this week because they are going to play. Are Dallas Cowboys, my wife's Dallas Cowboys, Very hoping good. that Cowboys can stay healthy and everything because I think they're gonna they're gonna take a fat L against Cowboys. But it seems that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs finally got their mojo back. Joe, what you think about this game? Absolutely, they got their mojo back. Uh, this was a a this was an a vintage Kansas City Chiefs performance, a vintage Patrick Mahomes performance. Sounds crazy to say that because they're, he's so young in this Chiefs team. I mean, they were just winning Super Bowls literally two years ago. Uh, but it was a 41-14 to shellacking, another shellacking. Um, and this was a dominant performance. Patrick Mahomes, 35 of 50, 
for 406 yards and five touchdowns. Back-to-back games with no interceptions. First time he's done that this season. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, Tyreek looked good. He had 83 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had over 100 yards on eight receptions. And then Daryl Williams had over 144 total yards. And they had just had everything clicking uh, in this game. And it just looked like luck was going their way. Like there was that one play for Patrick Mahomes where he like rolled out and threw up a prayer to Daryl Williams. And up till now this season, that would have been intercepted. I mean, the way things have been going. But luck finally went their way a little bit. And speaking of luck, I think they've been so lucky that the AFC has been such a hot mess that they're able now, they've struggled. They've really gone through it the last few weeks. And they're now able to come back. They're winning a couple games in a row. They're now top of their division. And they're looking really good right at the top, near the top of the AFC. And it's because every other AFC team, you, we don't know what to make of them. I mean, they're all over the place. Uh, the Chiefs, they, 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 they're, they're now sitting atop their division when it looked like that, would, that was not possible just three, four weeks ago. So a big, big bounce back win uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, and who knows? Maybe they're back. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready to say they're completely back yet because they have a huge um, matchup this week against the Cowboys like you talked about. But uh, a really, really good win uh, for a team that really needed a big win. Yeah, no, absolutely, Joe. And luckily for them, after the, after the Cowboys game, they get their bye week. And uh, from that point on, um, I'm currently looking at the schedule. Their, uh, their schedule gets a lot easier joe um they get like i said they got the cowboys they get the bye week from there on they get to play denver again las vegas um they get to go to la and play the chargers which that one could be you know who knows um pittsburgh again one of those games you never know with pittsburgh and then they got cincinnati and denver again so quite a few games that they could pull out you know go into end of the season with a decent record I still yep. think that they need to prove a little bit more because, like I said, they they played a team that has absolutely just been d or has been gutted these last few weeks. A team that's just been absolutely it seems like destroyed in the Raiders, and so we'll see what they do up against a good team like uh, like Dallas. Um, and if they can beat Dallas, then I'll say the Kansas City Chiefs are a hundred percent back. They got their their swagger back. That would yeah, that would be a big statement win, and we'll just have to wait and see next week but speaking of big statement wins the king of big statement wins has been the Tennessee Titans this year uh, and they did it again this week with a with a win over uh, the New Orleans Saints to to extend their winning streak to seven in a row uh, and they do it again honestly with no run game they had no run game to speak of in this game uh, they had 66 yards rushing 2.2 yards per carry uh, just haven't been able to find their rushing game at all since Derrick Henry's gone down. But uh, Ryan Tannehill and this defense found a way to win in this game. Trevor Simeon played all right in this game, but the Titans defense to me has been one of the biggest stories of the pa- past few weeks. They've really come out of nowhere as a unit that was one of the worst teams uh, in the NFL um, to now they, they, they're winning games for the Tennessee Titans. Jeffrey Simmons for the Titans. He had another two sacks in this game. He's been really good. He's playing at an all-pro level. Uh, the Titans just continue to win. And fun fact about the Titans, they have won five straight games versus teams that were in the playoffs in 2020. So they've won five straight games against teams that made the playoffs last season. The only other team that's ever done something like that was the 2003 Eagles. So they are in 
rare company. Uh, what what a season it's been for the Titans this year. Yeah, no, it's been a real fun season to follow the Tennessee Titans. You know, like we said the last few weeks, like we counted them out so early. And they've just continued to prove that they are a team you don't want to mess with. Even without their best player, Derrick Henry, being out, I'm still a big Ryan Tannehill fan. It's fun. You know, he is from Big Spring, Texas, which is only about an hour and 15 minutes from here. That's where he played. Um, so that's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, big Ryan Tannehill fan. I think the Titans are, are in. They're going to the playoffs, and they're going to they're gonna show the uh, NFL this year that you don't want to play Tennessee Titans. Um, and Joe, I didn't watch a whole lot of this game, but I did see one play in particular, and I believe you tweeted about it. Um, and again, another roughing the passer call. Yes. Um, so I want to ask you a question. Do you think the way to fix the roughing the passer call is to do what they did with the um, pass interference calls and challenge it? Or do they just need to kind of revamp a roughing, like how like roughing the passer is called? To me, the the... The way to fix it is so simple. And I don't know why they don't do this. This is something that is so easy. So they have they have people that watch the game. They have they have refs that watch the game. They help out. They, they if they, they they make quick corrections. Um why don't you have one umpire? It's it's a booth umpire, a guy that watches from a TV screen like us, and if he sees something like that, immediately buzz down to the officials and say, "Hey man, that was not a roughing the passer call. That's so easy to fix, in my opinion. Like, just have a guy that's watching that that can immediately before you like. Sometimes they'll throw the flag and they and they pick it up and they say, "Hey, there's no flag." That's not an uncommon thing to happen. Why is that not something that we can do with roughing the passer? Why is there not somebody there that's like, if it's egregious and that we ha- saw some brutal ones this week and one on Ryan Tannehill where I mean it was so bad it wiped off an interception that the Titans ended up scoring a touchdown. And if I was a Saints fan, I would be ticked off. And Sean Payton was ticked off about that. You could tell in his post-game interview. To me, that's that's the way to fix it. And that's a really good question, Mike. That's a really good question to ask, how to fix it. And I think it's so simple. It's such an easy fix. Why not? You don't even need to have it be a, a challengeable play. But if it's just obvious and, and openly obvious, and you have the, you always have the... the um, uh, the referee um, gurus or whatever on these on these calls, and they come in and say, "Oh yeah, that's a bad call." Why don't you have him tell the officials that? What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mike's holding up an Xbox controller. Why don't you have him buzz? Like the the XFL did this. They had a guy literally with an Xbox controller uh, buzzing down to the field, and 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 it was called a sky judge. Why don't we bring that in? That's to me is the easiest fix. But 100%, that needs to be fixed. That as well as the, the stupid taunting rule. Such a what, what are your thoughts on on that, the, the, the taunting rule this NFL season? Like, it sucks because you, you watch it, you know. Okay, I agree with the taunting rule up to the point of, you know, if, say, I'm a running back, you know, I just, I truck somebody, you know, I get tackled, and I instantly turn around and I stand over the guy and I'm flexing on him. Like, okay, yeah. that's, that's, to me, that's taunting. That's fine. But... I've seen the the one that really got me was I believe it was last week's Monday night game with the with the Bears and the Steelers where Cassius Marsh gets a massive sack you know just kind of goes and stares at the yeah. at the Steelers doesn't do anything egregious just stares at him which you know I know that's a point of emphasis emphasis and then it looked like in my opinion the the ref bumps him hip checks him and that's when the flag's thrown for taunting yep. and I'm like no. Um, and so the taunting, it's been, 
Uh, Pat McAfee, I'm a big Pat McAfee fan, and so he said it, I think, best. You're leaving it up to the referees to judge based off of their opinion on, um, how did it go, on, um, I can't remember exactly how I said, but basically it's up to them to decide if a player was basically being a little bit too overpassionate about a sport where he is getting paid millions of dollars to show up and play. And so yeah. I don't like it because I've seen some plays where it's like a guy gets gets smoked. You know, the player stares for at, at the player he just smoked or, you know, gets run over, whatever, walks away, no no flag. And then I see one where it's like, okay, you know, a player catches a pass, gets tackled, stands up, takes one look and then looks away boom up taunting like from each game it's so different there's no like yep. there, there's just no similarities in, in every taunting call uh it's uh some refs will be more chill about it some will be more like you know you looked at him for over half a second you blinked at him you know that's taunting and i get so frustrated with it so i think take the taunting call out just like they did with the celebration rule a few years back take it out get rid of it it's done and then, like you said, with the sky judge, I really agree with what you're saying there. Because a lot of times you'll see the refs throw a flag, and it takes them one to two replays of, you know, they'll show the fans a replay in the stadium while they're discussing about the flag anyway. So while they throw the flag, instantly footage to the sky judge. Let him review it for those five seconds. Okay, it is a penalty. Right away, back to the refs. That's, that's pass interference, or that's this. Nope, not pass interference. Okay, they make the call then. Like, I don't think it would be hard to do, and I think it, it it would run a lot smoother, and we'd clean up a lot of uh, stupid error errored penalties that literally change the outcome of a game. Yep. Um, and um, one last thing I was gonna say on that is I forgot what I was gonna say on that, so that's that's my <laughs> last point about that. Yeah, I just totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, there. But yeah I I think that I think that sky judges are the perfect way to fix it all. Yeah, that was a really good point. I you, listen. You don't even need to get another point in there. I thought that was really good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Thank you. It's just we have the technology to do it. Why are we not doing? It? Why are we not making the sport as best as we can? Like, it's not like it's gonna. Don't do things that will cost more time. Like, I I didn't like the 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 fact that defensive pass interference was was challengeable a couple of years ago. I thought I didn't like that idea because it made the game longer and made it more drawn out. But a sky judge to me does not make it more drawn out, but it just makes it more precise. And we don't have these stupid calls that, that, that change the aspect of a game. You, you, you have a point. Yeah. The point I just thought of is I think the NFL and it's pathetic because baseball is like this too. They are too stubborn in a way, even though the world is going so technologically advanced, they are too stubborn to take the human element out of sports, yes. which to to a point I can see why. But when it comes to such close games, you're deciding like the Saints literally got their entire season ended over a pass interference call that wasn't called a few years back, and it sent the Rams to the Super Bowl, and the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. And you're letting human error, you're letting them make these mistakes in big games like that, where I think technology would have been able to help you make the right call. So I think. You know, swallow see, your that's pride. A, that's another, let that's another example right there. See that play that you're talking about, where the Saints got completely, de, uh, you know, their season destroyed because of that play. The way they tried to fix that was with having pass interference be challengeable. However, the way to fix it was not to do that. The way to fix it was the sky judge. That would have fixed Absolutely. it because the sky judge would have been able to tell you within seconds, like like the millions of people that watched that game would have been able to tell you right away. 
that's not pass interference. Like yep. he would have been able to tell you right. That's the way to fix it. To me, this the sky judge absolutely is the way to fix this. And I I was not expecting to to talk about this today on the podcast, but I'm really glad that you brought this up. This is a really really good talking point. And I think that's that's how you take out. And I hope that the NFL can see this season that th- that's that's the way to go. You bring in the sky judge. You have a guy that's there to make those split second decisions. Uh, it doesn't have to be d- this drawn out process, and it doesn't have to cost teams games because people bet money on these games, and people are going to yep. start to take legal action against the NFL in certain situations if a team like the Saints we saw in the Saints the people took legal action against the the NFL for that game and it's going to continue to happen if if you still have the refs blowing calls like this absolutely Joe and you know you have five seven refs on the field at all times I'm not saying get rid of the refs I think the refs do a fantastic job we give them a hard time week in and week out but to do what they do on a daily basis and be the most hated person in sports is very difficult to do um and you know a sky judge would literally be for like the bigger calls. I think, you know, a false start and some of these other ones, like yeah. you don't need to go to the sky judge for that. Exactly. Like, absolutely it, not. But like for the pass interference. It's not an insult to the refs either. It's to yeah. help the refs. Like we're trying to help exactly. the refs. Exactly. Great point. And, you know, like for, yeah, pass interference for um, the basically these downfield calls that it seems like and then the roughing the passer. You know, I've seen, I've seen quarterbacks literally slide and a defender jump over them and their foot touches their back. That's roughing the passer. I've seen a guy in Justin Fields get absolutely demolished three seconds after letting go of the ball. No call. It's so you're letting a, a, you're letting a human based off of their emotions, make a call. And it, a lot of times it ruins a game for a team and it just sucks to watch that team have to suffer because you made a call and yeah, and I would love the idea of a Scott judge, even for a season. Try it out because right now it yep. seems like the refs are doing an awful job, not just because of their rep, because they're refs, but this season they've struggled so bad with making calls. So I think it's time to bring something in. And mistakes are going to be made all the time. You're going to mm-hmm. have mistakes. You're going to have the human element. But you, if you can find a way to limit the mistakes, why not do that? And we under I and I like that you said you know we're not blaming like obviously the refs have a really difficult job and for them to be able to see anything while there's uh, 22 guys running around hitting each other and you're trying not to get hit you know if they're that they're able to do anything is very impressive but we're just trying to find ways to help them it's not trying to eliminate the refs or or say that the refs are you know should be in prison for getting getting these calls wrong it's like we're trying to find ways to help them. And to me, that's that's how you help them is is with with the sky judge. But anyways, we've talked far too long on this already. But it's been a good conversation. Why don't we quickly oh, yeah. go through the rest of the games? Uh, we'll I'm make it Joe. quick since we talked a bunch about the refs. But uh, why don't we start off with the Packers versus the Seahawks? And the Packers pick up a seventeen to nothing ugly win over the Seattle Seahawks. What are your thoughts? on this performance, uh, two quarterbacks coming back from very different situations. Um, both both offenses struggled. Of course, Packers were able to score and get the ball in the end zone, whereas the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson just did not look sharp. You know, he was overthrowing his receivers. And if you're DK Metcalf, you cannot lose your cool. You're one of the leaders on the offense. you got to yeah. keep your head in the game. He lost his cool there at the end and then tried to sneak his way back on the field. I didn't agree with that. you got to keep your head in the game no matter what's being said. You know, keep your focus on the task ahead and and play hard. They, the Seahawks just, they need to play harder. 
Uh, I know their offense is struggling, but you guys, I mean, at the beginning of the season, Tyler Lockett looked unstoppable, and now where is Tyler Lockett? He's mm-hmm. completely fallen out of the offense. So the Seahawks, are they're in for in for trouble right now, Joe. Yep, I think Russell Wilson, he might have come back a little bit too quick. I don't know if he was totally prepared to come back. Maybe should have yeah. rehabbed that a little bit. This is the first time he's ever been shut at shut out in his career uh, in the NFL, so not a great comeback. Uh, and for I the mean, Packers, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'll I'll finish whenever you whenever you get done. I was just gonna say for the Packers, uh, a a decent win. The Packers too. They've looked at times. They've looked kind of sloppy, but a win is a win. They lost Aaron Jones in this game to an MCL sprain. That's tough. But AJ Dillon is a is a beast. I'm excited to see him play. Uh, he had a fantastic game in this game, but uh, yeah, a, a decent win for the Packers. Yeah, and I mean, if you're the Seahawks, the one bright thing is your defense looked pretty good. You only let the Packers score 17 points, so that's a positive take into next week. Yeah, both these defenses have played quite a bit better than we expected. Uh, but then on to uh, the next game, and we had a tie. Unfortunately, we had a tie this week. Uh, the The Detroit Lions are no longer without a with with oh sorry no longer just losses i guess i was going to say without a win but they're still without a win because they got the tie 16-16 tie um like what do you have to say to anybody that watched this game i'm surprised that people watch this game joe <laughs> i watched i watched it on red zone when they lined up to kick that game winning field goal in overtime i you don't know how excited i was kick goes up one of the worst looking kicks I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's like the Lions are trying to lose. And you could see Dan Campbell was just so over it. And if I'm Dan Campbell, I'm cussing up and down that sideline because it looked like Jared Goff forgot how to throw a football. It looked like your entire team fought so hard only to get a tie. Like the Lions honestly should have two wins at least, maybe even mm-hmm. three. And they just are 0-8-1. And, and if you're the Steelers, Mace Rudolph's also one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL by far. You know, Ben didn't start due to COVID, uh, so prayers out to, to the Roethlisbergers. But, yeah, no, a tie. I Another rule, uh, we can get into this. Hey, you yeah. know, maybe next week on the episode we can talk about, you know, what, what our opinions are on ties and maybe how to fix that. Um, but, yeah, just embarrassing game. Yep. Uh, that's a whole other – we could get into that as well. I can't stand the fact that there's ties. There's a couple of years back where I was like, okay, because like you never saw ties, so I was like, oh, it's kind of fun to have a tie every once in a while. There's been way too many. It's like one every season, yep. and I'm over it. I don't want to see ties yep. in the NFL. Um, but Detroit, uh, they ran for over 200 yards in this game, 229 yards. They had a really good game. Jared Goff looked so bad in this game. I mean, that guy is just brutal. I mean, he is so bad. Mason Rudolph is, I don't know how this guy continues to be able to play games in the NFL. Uh, why not just march Dwayne Haskins? I don't know anybody out there. I'm tired of seeing Mason Rudolph. But on to the next game. Dallas shellacks the Atlanta Falcons 43-3. to Dak Prescott is back 24 for 31, 296 yards, two touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb goes off in this game. He has two touchdowns on 94 yards. The, the Cowboys, they look really good after struggling last week against the Denver Broncos. You're right, Joe. And, you know, shout out to my fantasy team, Silence of the Lamb. You Very know, good. Uh, CD absolutely dominated in this game. It was fun to watch. But, yeah, I know Dak came back, and I, I knew it was going to happen. He had all week to practice. You know, last week he didn't practice at all. They went to the game. He just played horrible. Um, and this week they showed, you know, NFL, like, hey, look, last week was it wasn't who we are. You know, this is who we are. We're a good defensive team, and we're a better offensive team. And so the Cowboys put put it on the Falcons, who 
are playing the Pats here in a few days. So uh, that's, I'm sorry for you Falcons fans out there, but they're fixed to be four and six because they're about to get <laughs> slacked one more time on for Thursday sure. night football. I love the confidence. Uh, Dan Quinn gets a little revenge in that game oh, yeah. uh, over his former team. And then on to another shellacking. There's a whole lot of them this week. The Buffalo Bills destroy the New York Jets 45-17. to Stephon Diggs goes off. He has 162 yards on eight catches and a touchdown. And Mike White is over, guys. Mike White is over. He had four interceptions in this game. Mike, what are your thoughts on Mike White in this game as a whole? Joe, Mike White is not over. Really? The legend of Mike White will never die. Mike White is playing for the New York Jets, Joe. <laughs> Get Zach Wilson back in there. You got to protect Mike White at all costs. All right. We need to trade him instantly. Get him on a contending team. He is still a number one overall pick. All right. I think he should have been one. Mike White <laughs> is gonna, a great quarterback. Let's get him to replace no, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay next year. I th- I honestly think they're a Super Bowl team if you put if you put Mike White in there. Um, <laughs> no, Joe. The Jets were doing what the Jets have done all season. Just struggled to do absolutely anything. Couldn't get the ball in the end zone. And yeah, you know, Mike White had four picks. That's not going to help you at all. Uh, basically made the, the Buffalo Bills look better than they are. So, yeah. All right. And then on to another divisional matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars fall to the Indianapolis Colts 23-17. to Jonathan Taylor to me, is one of, if not the best running back in the NFL right now. That guy is playing out of this world. Uh, The Colts nearly allowed the Jaguars to get back in this game uh, because Carson Wentz, honestly, has not played that well the last few weeks. I I don't know. He's had a couple games here and there. He played okay against the Jets, actually, but uh, I don't know. Carson Wentz he he's he's not doing it for me this year, but but a good win for the Colts and and I don't know if you have any thoughts on this game. Yeah, no, Carson struggled in this game, and I'm starting to think the Jags are doing. They're starting to play football. You know, they're not yeah. winning many games. But if you're a Jags fan, like these last few weeks have not looked that bad. I believe was it last week they got an upset win, um, against the Bills. Yeah, against the this Bills, week yeah. they nearly come back against a division team, the Colts, who you know aren't playing bad this year at all. And, you know, they almost pull it off, and they could have had three wins. And so the Jags are a little bit sneaky. You know, they're a little bit better of a team than we might be thinking. Yeah, the Jags, you know, they were a team that looked dead in the water uh, through the first few weeks of the season. Uh, and they've 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 been competitive the last few weeks. Urban Meyer's got them guys coached up. Uh, but on to the next uh, game. It's Minnesota versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Minnesota gets, I guess, the upset. I don't know if they were the favorite or the up, uh, underdog in this game, but definitely a little bit of a surprise victory in this game. 27-20 to 20 over the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert struggles a little bit in this game, although he had one gorgeous throw. I don't know if you saw that throw, but he had one throw. It. He had one throw in this game. I would encourage you to go find it. It was really nice, but anyways, the big story was Kirk Cousins Played well in this game. Justin Jefferson had himself a big game. Dalvin Cook. And when all three of those guys are clicking, it's hard to stop the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you know, and the Vikings are, what, a couple points away from being like 8-2 and two this season. You know, they've had so many close games where they yep. could have pulled it out and they just sucked. It. They just choked away, you know, when it came to closing time. And they finally were able to close one here. Vikings still have a, a, a long road ahead. They're sitting at four and five, but, you know, it was a good win for them. And if you're a Chargers fan, man, that's a tough loss. You know, now you're sitting at five and four, I believe second or third in the division. So you really got to strap on the boots and, you know, get you a win next week. Not in, exactly sure who they're playing next week. 
But, uh, yeah, I hope the Chargers can bounce back from this um, and uh, get a win next week. Yeah, the Chargers look like looked like they were on their way to being an elite contender, and they've they've really struggled the last couple of weeks. Uh, but speaking of a team that struggled the last couple of weeks but came up big, uh, and it's the Carolina Panthers, 34-10 to victory over the Arizona Cardinals, who did not have Kyler Murray, did not have DeAndre Hopkins. That didn't mad- matter two weeks ago, but this week it very much mattered. As Cam Newton comes in, he scores two touchdowns in very limited playing time. Uh, just a domination by the Carolina Panthers. Really fun to see Cam Newton score those touchdowns. I don't know if you saw him score the touchdown and go, I'm back. I thought that was that was really cool. Yeah, no, it was. You know, I was game with him taking the helmet off. You know, a lot of players I'm not in for the whole celebratory stuff when it comes to that, but that is Cam Newton. He is the definition of celebration when he scores. And I have two things to talk about real quick. One, Awesome to see Cam Newton barely jump back with the Panthers on the sideline. You had all the team huddled around him, and you can tell he's just bringing a lot of energy to the team. Oh, like, yeah. come on, we still have a lot to prove, and we can. They had Their defense stepped up. They look good. Two, I really hope that, you know, I, I, I know Sam Darnold has struggled, but I really hope it doesn't just go from you know, them, you know, playing together and now they're just going to completely like shun Sam Darnold now that Cam Newton's back. You know, like, you know, Sam Darnold, they started off 3-0 and with Sam Darnold. He didn't play yeah. bad. You know, this injury could have been from weeks ago. So I really hope it's not like, okay, he's no longer our teammate anymore. We got a new guy in. But, you know, Cam Newton does look like he, he's ready to to steal the, the spotlight and lead this team. Yep, he's the guy there. And, and people love playing for Cam Newton. I think everybody knows that. Um, you know, er- everybody is excited to play with Cam Newton, and it's exciting to see him back in Carolina. Can't wait to see him start a few games. And then on to the final game, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Denver Broncos. The Eagles pick up a 30-13 to victory. They got their run game clicking, and it's hard to stop the Eagles when they got their run game going like that. They should have been playing like this all season long. Um, their defense made a couple big plays, uh, so a really good win for the Eagles. And, and they're, they're a team that, listen, if they can keep that run game going, they could be a, a, a force to be reckoned with here down the stretch. Yeah, no, that's absolutely absolutely right, Joe. Right now, the Carolina Panthers are sitting in that seventh seed, and the Eagles are only one game behind, you know, so they're right there. And the Eagles, with that run game, you know, take some pressure off Jalen Hurts. I honestly do think Jalen Hurts is still a great quarterback. And he's, he's starting to show that offense can succeed if it's not all on his shoulders where he's having to throw 30, 40 times a game. Like, yep. if you can give Jalen Hurts a bit of a run game and, hey, it opens up the RPO, you know, the Eagles can be a bit of a scary team. One thing I will say, um, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, man, like, you got to go for the tackle. Don't know yes. if it would have changed much of the outcome on the game, but oh you cannot be standing next to the defensive player. And he's he's your size. He's not like a 300-something pound lineman. Those yeah. guys like your size. And just lean, lean tilt your head kind of like Patrick Mahomes does when he walks, and then that's it. Then you're done. Like <laughs> Cam Newton got absolutely destroyed in the Super Bowl when this happened. He didn't fall on a fumble. Yeah. And now Teddy Bridgewater's not even trying to make a tackle. It's like, dude, you aren't even trying to help your team yep. win. That was a brutal look. If if and if you're listening to this, and you haven't seen it yet. Make sure you go find that Teddy Bridgewater blade. That looked really bad. I mean, that was, yeah, that just was a bad look by Teddy Bridgewater. He didn't even try. Like he could have very, very easily even slowed down Darius Slay without even tackling him. But Darius Slay ends up 
um, taking it all the way to the house for a huge game-changing score. Uh, so a good win for the Eagles and a disappointing loss for Teddy Bridgewater and the uh, Denver Broncos. But why don't we really quickly go through our biggest winner and biggest loser from Week 10 before going on to our Week 11 picks. Mike, who you got as your biggest winner from Week 10 of the 2021 NFL season? All right, Joe, it's going to be a bit of a surprising pick, honestly, for you. I, I don't think you you would have ever expected me to say this, but I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs wow. as my biggest winner. Okay. Um, you know, Mahomes putting up 406, 35 for 50, and five touchdowns. I mean, the Chiefs brought, got like Travis Kelly said in the postgame, we got our swagger back. And Very Kansas good. City really showed up to play. Joe, who you got for your winner? Yeah, you picked the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to pick the New England Patriots as my biggest Let's winner go. from week 10 of the NFL season. Uh, as much as I hate to see, you know, a division rival like that succeed, they this was a big win against a good uh, well, a team that we thought was a good team. Uh, you know, are the Patriots that good or are the Browns that bad? We're not totally sure, but this was a really convincing win for the New England Patriots to go out and destroy um, a, a, a pretty good defense and and you know just to to leave no doubt that the Patriots were the better team on the field that se- uh that game uh and they're they're looking good they're looking hot they're ready to ready to roll here down the stretch uh yeah they've looked really good and you know Joe I'm going to go with an honorable mention for you Joe I have the Miami Dolphins cuz you never know like you said with the <laughs> okay. AFC you never know what could happen the Dolphins can somehow maybe pull something out and just sneak, sneak their way into something. Because to be honest, Joe, let me let me go look at the standings. They are only two games back of seventh place Los Angeles Chargers. So you're there saying is still there's a, a chance. chance. So they are an honorable mention for knocking off the oh. uh, the playoff bound um, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, thank you so much. I know you're doing that just to be nice to me, but I appreciate it. Uh, why don't we go through losers? And my biggest loser from this week is Mike White. Uh, Sorry, Mike White. I mean, you had the whole world in your hands, man. You had the whole world in your hands. We were all rooting for you. I wanted Mike White to succeed so bad. And to have him go out there and throw four interceptions, that was tough to see. So Mike White's my biggest loser from Week 10. Joe, I'm going to go with uh, another person you probably would have never heard me say. I'm going to go with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucs. All right. You know, coming off a of bye week, they had been absolutely dominant. Like Brady had been in his career had been absolutely dominant after bye weeks. And then I believe after losses heading into bye weeks. And to get absolutely manhandled, like the score, it was a lot closer than I think the game was. Like you said, a massive drive at the end there for Washington. But yeah, no, I'm going to take Tom Brady and the Bucks as my big loser because they do not look like a 6-3 and three football team right now. Yeah, they, they struggled this week. Uh, and we 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 did not struggle. We made it through Week 10, recapping uh, all the games from Week 10 of the NFL season. Why don't we we move on to Week 11 and our pickums for Week 11 uh, last week? I think, we, I think we just skipped the pickums, Joe. I think I'm at the point where I'm <laughs> yeah. just done. Mike Mike did not did not have a great week. I mean, listen, I didn't have a great week either. But Mike just distracts from the fact that I didn't have a great week. Mike went five seven and one. We had a yep. tie this week. Do we count that in our overall standings? Are we going to keep that in the overall standings? How does that we, work? We with a we tie? had a tie, and there will be a number. It 
See, when I was back with that other podcast, uh, the Miked Up podcast, the, the, uh, some members said they didn't want to use a tie because they thought it was stupid. It's part of the NFL, so I think we have to count it. You know, there is a one. Um, right. we won't, I, I, I don't feel like saying, you know, 125 and one, but, you know, we, we don't really say our records that often anyway because we show them on Instagram. Go yeah. follow Average Joe Football Show on Instagram, Twitter. You know, give us a thumbs up. But, yeah, yes. no, uh, we got to put it in there. Yes, thank you for the little plug in there. Perfect. But Mike, I last you, week, I know with that plug, you're just trying to distract from the fact that you went five, seven, and one. Dang it, Joe! Right <laughs> you move me. on to eighty-two and sixty-five on the season, um, and I went six, six, and one, and I move on to eighty-six and sixty-one. This is without the Monday Night Football game that's currently going on. I think we're both going to lose that because the Rams are the Rams being, are getting trashed. Yeah, the Rams are getting shellacked right now. What the heck is going on? Uh, but so hopefully we in, can man. hopefully we can do a better job this week. Why don't we start off on Thursday Night Football? Your New England Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons, and I give the Falcons no chance to win this game. I know it's Thursday night and weird things happen, but the Patriots are on fire right now. So I'm picking the Patriots, and I I can probably guess who you're picking in this game. As he puts on his the beanie pa- and the shades are back on, baby. Very We're going good. with Foxborough faithful and the Patriots marching down to Atlanta. There you go. He picks the, his, his New England Patriots. And then on to my Miami Dolphins playing the New York Jets. And now that the Mike White magic is over, Magic Mike is no more, I'm going to say the Dolphins win uh, against a, a, a hapless Hapless? I think that's how you say that word. New York Sounds Jets familiar. team. I'm going to say they, they win. Who you got in this game? Joe, we're going to take the Miami Dolphins defense, who I'm trying to get in fantasy yes! right now, and we are going to go get, go with them uh, up against a depleted New York Jets team with Mike White struggling. Very good. And then on to San Francisco versus Jacksonville. I almost picked Jacksonville, but I'm glad I picked San Francisco because they seem to be playing pretty well tonight on Monday Night Football. Yeah, Joe, and you know, with the way the season is, you never know. You know, Jaguars come out firing, but we're gonna go with Sam Fran. You know, they've really been putting it to these uh, to these uh, uh, Rams. All right, and then on to Washington versus Carolina, the Ron Rivera versus Cam Newton game. This is a fun game. Cam Newton likely getting the start. I'm gonna pick Cam Newton to beat his former coach there in Carolina. Who you got in this game? Joe, I'm also going to go with the Carolina Panthers. You know, they're right now favored to win by three, and it's on Fox, so I will be watching this game. Very good. And then on to Green Bay versus Minnesota. I almost almost wanted to pick Minnesota just because I feel like they always play Green Bay competitive. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I think Green Bay is a better team, so I'm going to pick them in this game. Uh, Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with Green Bay as well. I got a little cut off guard there because I saw like six games on Fox for some reason, and that's real trippy to me. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go with Green Bay uh, over the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings have been playing pretty well, but you know, I don't think, I think Green Bay's offense is going to turn around and put up a lot of points. All right, and then on to the no longer only losses, Detroit Lions against uh, a team looking to bounce back, and it's the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to pick the Browns to beat the Detroit Lions. Who you got in this game? What sucks is I want to pick the Lions, Joe, but with Jared Goff playing, I think he needs to be benched. Yes. Um, I think they need to get Jared Goff out of there. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns because I just don't see the Lions doing. If they get their first win, hey, congrats, but I just can't pick them. Yeah, I, you, if you're the Browns fan, you got to hope they don't win because that would be devastating. 
Uh, and then on to New Orleans versus Philadelphia. I really struggled to pick this game, and I still don't feel confident in my pick. This was one of the tougher games for me to pick, but I'm going to pick the Eagles. They seem to be – they got something going. Uh, I know that the, the Saints the Saints are playing well, but I got I got just – this one's for my for my man Joel, who was on the podcast last week. Make sure you guys go check it out. He's a big Eagles fan. I'm, I'm picking this one just for him. The Eagles run game looking good. I'm going to pick them to beat the Saints. I like that, Joe. We're going to fly with Joel on this one. I'm going to also go All with right. the Eagles. Very yeah, good. The Eagles have had something rolling. So. We're riding with Joel. Fly, Eagles, fly, fly, Joel, fly. And then on there to ba- Baltimore versus Chicago. I'm going to pick the Ravens to bounce back after an embarrassing Thursday night loss. Who you got in this game? Yeah, Joe, I think I think unless all of a sudden the Bears can play defense the way the Dolphins did, I think the Ravens should be able to pull this one out. All right, and then on to Houston versus Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. Don't have to talk about this one too much. Yeah, Joe, you're the only 10 I see, man, so we're going to go with the <laughs> Titans. Oh, stop it. Uh, and then on to Cincinnati versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to pick the Bengals coming off a of bye week. I'm going to say that helps them over the Raiders. Who you got in this game? Joe, I believe we've picked every game the same, and we are going to continue doing that. It's sad to see the Bengals only – Predicted to win by one point, according to the line, but we're going to go with the, the Cincinnati Bengals. This is insane. We have literally picked every single game the same. That's that's a first, but I think I'm about to switch that up here because I got Kansas City beating my Dallas Cowboys this week. I love the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't know. I'm just feeling like the, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're playing at home. They might have got their swagger back. I'm going to pick Kansas City in this game. Well, Joe, you just have to end end something perfect that we had going there. Um, but I'm going to go with my Dallas Cowboys, my wife's Dallas Cowboys, whoever else is Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're going to march into KC and they're going to they're going to put up a statement win. Honestly, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see the Cowboys get a statement win against the Chiefs. I think that would be awesome. Uh, but then on to Arizona versus Seattle. Uh, give me Arizona. I just think the Seahawks are a little discombobulated with everything going on. Uh, Russell Wilson's not all the way there. Hopefully, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are back, so I'm going to pick them to beat Seattle. You know, Joe, I have a weird feeling about this game. Even though I bet Kyler Murray will be back and I bet um, Nuke will be back, something's telling me the Seahawks are going to have one of these weird upset games, and I'm going to rock with my Seattle Seahawks, Joe. I think for some reason it's pulling, it's it's going, it's just calling my name. That's how I felt about them last week against Green Bay, and that did not work at all out for yeah. me uh but then on to pittsburgh versus los angeles chargers on monday night football i'm going to pick the chargers there's a chance that big ben might not actually play this upcoming week because he actually has symptoms of covid so if he cannot play i mean I, I just don't think there's any chance mason rudolph gets a win on monday night or sunday night football rather yeah i think miles garrett really did some damage to uh that man's brain and he just cannot play quarterback <laughs> in the nfl um no yeah uh thoughts and prayers are to big ben and yeah we're gonna go with the the chargers i think they should be able to win this even if ben's playing i think they they should still be able to win this game all right and then on to the final game for week 11 on monday night football the new york giants versus the tampa bay buccaneers give me the buccaneers to get a bounce back win. i still think they're one of the better teams in the nfl even though they had a disappointing win uh or loss rather last week uh who you got on monday night football joe we're going to go with a hot take. Uh-oh. We're going to go with the New York Giants. Whoa. The way the NFL whoa. season's been. It has been a weird season. We called now. it every. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely despise the man. No. Um, <laughs> no. 
with the way the NFL season has been, weird games happening every week. We talk about it every week. There's been upsets here, upsets there. The Giants are not that bad of a team, Joe. Their defense has been pretty solid. You know, I know they're three and six. But they, you know, they could be four and five, five and four even. Um, and I think Saquon Barkley will be back. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. I honestly think the Bucks are probably going to win this game, but I'm going to pick the New York Giants. Love what Brady did for the Pats, but now that he left us hanging and we got Mac Jones, it's time It's time to, to root against Tom Brady. Wow. Mike just fully hates Tom Brady now. He's moved on to a new quarterback, and we are going to move on to a new week of games. We made it through Week 10. Uh, Denver and Los Angeles, the Rams, by the way, are on a bye week this, this week. I didn't mention that. So they will not play. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Mike, I hope you enjoyed. I know I enjoyed myself. I had the most fun. Every episode keeps getting better, Joe. Dude, it's, we're, we're going to keep things rolling. Um, make sure you guys tune in every single Wednesday. Every single Wednesday we're here uh, just bringing you uh, great football content. Uh, make sure you follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe show. Uh, you guys can see our pickums every single week. And we're going to have a picture of Mike up there now on Wednesday. Make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a review. Uh, say something nice or say something mean, whatever. As long as it's got a five-star review, I don't care what you say in there. You could, you could, I don't know, copy and paste the encyclopedia in there. I don't really care. As long as I it's a five-star review. Yes, please, please do that. Um, but, Mike, I don't know if you have any final words you want to say to the listeners before we close things out. Joe, every week you ask me that, and it's like that's where I blank the most. It's like <laughs> trying to think of something kind of... I love putting people kind of, on the spot. Yeah, like, and it's funny because I'm fine with it, but it's like I try to think of something funny, and it's like when I try too hard, it just doesn't <laughs> happen. Um, so, yeah, really... Ain't got any uh, final thoughts. Go Chicago. Let's beat. Let's beat the Lakers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I but yeah, other than NBA. that, Joe. There, yeah, we're, we got NBA out here. You know, other than that, Joe, there ain't nothing left to say. All right, we've we've said all there is to be said. Um, until next week, week eleven of the NFL season for Mike, for myself, and for JT behind the mic. Uh, we will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>